Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Ordinary Pastor, where we dive into ordinary pastors and their everyday conversations. You're back with Rach Fidel, and I'm here with JP Trolio. It's good to be back, everyone. Yeah, so last week we talked a lot about burnout, and I was just thinking it's really hard when you walk into a church to not try to be like everyone else, not try to be someone else to fit into the culture of whatever you think that may be. And I can only imagine too, what's that, what that's like, you know, when you go up on stage trying to fit that mold. And so I think today we want to talk a lot about being comfortable in your own skin and not trying to be someone else. Yeah. I think that is a topic that um, I find myself having conversation about with, with guys that oversee me um, as well as other young guys coming up in ministry, young men and women coming up in ministry, just how, how important, like how vital it is um, as leaders, pastors, um, as well as just believers, um, followers of Jesus to know who you are, to know who you are, to know your identity, which we talked a little bit about in one episode, but really being comfortable in who God's made you to be mm-hmm. and called you to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a crucial thing because um, when we were talking earlier, I said, when you know who you are, it keeps you in your calling. And when you stay in the calling of like that God's put on your life, it keeps you from wandering. And if the less you wander, the more you stay on track. And so, you know, to reference even the the last couple of years in my life, I got caught up a, a little bit in that comparison trap. Um, I really felt like, you know, when you launch into ministry, specifically in our context where, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing different people, models, things, examples, all that stuff. And we thought that that was like the, that the target for us mm-hmm. that we had to hit, you start to try to become something or someone in order to, um, let's say, build and build big and because it's working for X, Y, and Z person or mm-hmm. people. And I think that's where um, it gets really messy. And so as a young leader, I, I found myself doing that. And then even in kind of grew out of it a little bit. And then you get into COVID, you get into leading in that time and you're trying to do the things that are going to keep people engaged, mm-hmm. um, which we could talk about, but it's, it's like, man, it, I came to the place where I was like, you know what, Lord, like, tell me who I am. Mm-hmm. Tell me who I am again. Remind me who I am again. Um, and I will lean into that and it'll, it'll continue to carry me forward. So calling and knowing who you are really matters. Yeah. Really matters. I think off of that, and you maybe just answered it. I was just like asking God, but how, how do you know? I don't even want to, I mean, we could go on the stage of like, how do you know what your calling is? I think that's like a larger question that gets thrown a lot, around a lot in yeah. the church. But I think before you even know that you have to know who you are. Yeah. And obviously some of that is maturing in life yeah. and going yeah. through experiences, totally. but is it, I don't want to be like, is it as simple as, but is it as simple as just asking God, like, who am I? Like, what is to go back to like comfortable own skin? Like, what is my skin? What skin am I in? Yeah. And like made me, cause again, we're, we were all made a specific way for a reason mm-hmm. and to their gifts that each of us have. So not try, you're doing yourself a disservice of trying to like fit into these other gifts, but how do you figure yeah, that out? That's a great, great question. I would say this first and foremost, it begins with this. Um, I am not who I was prior to Christ. Yeah. So prior to Christ, my attitude, my personality, even uh, my demeanor, my thought life, all that stuff dead. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to remember, we got to remember that. So the old man's gone, new creations come. 
So you start there. And once you get into that, then you start to go like, okay, um, Lord, tell me who I am. Like, tell me who I am in regards to what you say about me, my identity, my um, what, what, what promises you've said over my life. So you start there. That's very basic, but I think it's really important. And that's where the Lord will start to develop. I've watched my life. That's where, when I entered into that at um, like 23, 24, I got saved at 22. So 23, 24, I started asking those questions, 25 maybe. I'm like, okay, Lord, who am I now? Because mm-hmm. I tried to carry the old man in and it, it, it didn't work. So, okay, I want to, so he starts telling me. And that's when he'll start to speak to who he needs you to be mm-hmm. in the new creation. Um, that's where calling and purpose will start to unfold as you start to receive from him mm-hmm. through his word, through time in his presence. And I watched as the Lord started to put gifting in my spirit that I, I want to say, I think there's something too, like the Lord knit us in, his, in our mother's womb. So he knows us. So I could look back and be like, oh, okay, I could see myself maybe talking in front of people, but scared me to death. I mean, you, right. I don't know how mm-hmm. you felt, but like in college, I had to do presentations. I would be like freaking out. I hated it. I'm the odd person that like loves public speaking. Yeah, right. You but- <laughs> love it. You eat it up. I like, I like couldn't imagine talking in front of people, yeah. freaking out, armpit sweating, you know, like throwing up. Clammy before. hands. Yeah, just like <laughs> mouth is just like, can't say anything. And then I get saved. I come to this new creation and the Lord's like, you're going to start speaking in front of people. And it's like, oh my goodness. So I knew that there was a little bit in me because I could be in a room and have fun. But mm-hmm. that big thing, that's where you know you're actually walking and calling. It's mm-hmm. when you're doing things that you can't do on your own merit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I knew that was calling from the Lord. I knew that was like, if he put that in my spirit, I want you to start pastoring. I want you to start preaching. Yeah. I was like, absolutely not. That's nuts. I, I can't do that. But I knew it was him. Mm-hmm. When it's hit, when you can do it on your own, be careful. Yeah. It's like the calling of him saying, you got to do this and you can't do it on your own. So it's me. Mm-hmm. I think of, um, does that make sense? Yeah. I think of the story of David and Goliath. This story has been resonating in my spirit. My son is absolutely obsessed with the story right now. Like he, he's, we were listening to it actually on the Bible app this morning. He's got a book on it. He just, he's nuts about it, but it's a very interesting part in David's story where he gets into the room with Saul prior to going to battle and Saul, the King puts his armor on David. And says, like, take this. This will help you with where you're going to go and who you're going to face. And the king's armor was the best. He had the best of the best. And David puts it on. And it says, like, there was this moment where David's like, I can't do this. I can't wear this stuff. I can't I can't do and be Saul. Like, I, I'm not Saul. I'm David. And he says, get it off of me and give me my slingshot. And um, he, he said, give me the slingshot in my bag. And he goes out and faces the giant. That point of David's story and in his life is crucial for me. And I think it's crucial for a lot of us because David understood who he was prior to that moment. Mm. He was in the, the fields. He was taking care of his dad's sheep. He was fighting off a lion. He was fighting off a bear. He knew he had the experience. He had the practice. He had the moments to, to work out who he was, his strengths, mm-hmm. his empowerment from God before he faced a battle. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you when you have those times of like so when God starts telling me you're preaching and he starts giving me little moments like 20 minute moments to go preach to like a room full of 10 guys, I'm start, he's starting to develop calm. He's yeah. starting to, but in my also too, the private, he's starting to develop me as a character character yeah. and all that stuff. And I think what happens is 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 people get calling and then they start running in it right away. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Be very careful to start running in your calling until you've developed with God in your calling. Uh, so maybe I'm going on a tangent, but I just think 
there's a level to knowing who you are that happens only in the secret place. Yeah. In the quiet time with the Lord. It's like, um, oh, what's the room? The dark room for photos. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get Develops. Into the developing room. I always try to encourage people, don't skip out on the development stage of your mm -hmm. life. When you get saved, the Lord's going to do great things through you. Take some time, take some moments mm -hmm. to really figure out what he's saying to you and who's going to. And the stuff he's saying to you, if it's easy, <laughs> go back and get into the development mode of it. Figure out. And I'm not saying easy is bad. Yeah. I'm just saying sometimes I think what he's what he's saying to us, it only his calling only happens when he sustains it. He can do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think too, like when I first came to faith, everyone was like, like this is it's a uh, it's not an easy life, but like it's a good life. And I didn't, I couldn't ever understand understand that. And especially when you first come to faith, it was like very everything's shiny and bright and new, and like your fire is insane. And not to say that that it can't stay that way, but I think then when you get into pressures of thinking, I mean, and I even have gone through through this and I feel like I still do right now where it's like people pray a certain way. And so I feel like there's like Christianese where it's like, if I'm not saying those things, am I not praying correctly? Or if I'm, if it doesn't look a certain way, like, am I doing this wrong? And I think that kind of goes back to what we've said in past episodes, like who told you you were naked? Who told you you were doing this wrong? And I'm only seeing that from comparing myself to other people. Yeah. And so it is like things become more difficult because we're, we know we're called to different things, but it doesn't, it's, it's again where it's like, it's simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah, correct. Like correct. it's pretty straightforward, but yeah. that doesn't mean that it's yeah. an easy thing to do. Yeah. I believe every single person has a specific calling. Mm -hmm. I believe that without a shadow of doubt, like every person in the Bible had an assignment mm -hmm. of some sort that we, that we get, that we get insight into their lives, deeper insight. Yeah. Um, and if I'm wrong, you can email Rachel Bedell and <laughs> <laughs> connect with it but um, everybody has a calling and i think that what you're saying is like it's not easy but it's it's fun yeah it's good but it's becoming comfortable mm -hmm. like that whole comfortable in your skin comfortable in the calling god's given you mm -hmm. Call, com comfortable in the gifting god's put in you yeah and not looking to the right or to the left saying it's got to look like that it's got to sound like that it's got to be like that now hear me leaders disciple your people be an example follow me as i follow christ like and listeners, like maybe you're just a church goer, or a believer, like uh, there's something to be said about being discipled, being mentored, being sharpened. I have five pastors over me. I have a guy that's discipled me my whole life. Like I, I, I say the whole life, like my new creative life. Uh -huh. um, that's super important. But I also had to get to the place where I knew who I was. Mm -hmm. I knew God's voice. I knew what he's saying. And I could receive counsel. There's wisdom in the counsel of many, but you got to get to the place where it's like, I don't have to look like X, Y, or Z person. Yeah. I need to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's the trap for, for leaders, uh, for, for pastors, for evangelists, for preachers, whoever you might be, where we're looking and seeing uh, a, an arena of people that are trying to become the same people. And God is very much a, a God that makes people very distinct. Yeah. And he wants to mark people to do things that fit who, who God's made them to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so if we get caught up in looking like, well, I got to preach this way. Let's just use the preaching example. Yeah. I have watched so many preachers in my life. But now I feel like there's this generation rising up where we've seen this model of like, all right, I got to get there. And I preach this way too. hear me. So I'm not saying it's all bad. But like you get in, you share some funny stories, you get some people laughing. I do that simply because I don't want to throw up when I'm preaching and make <laughs> people feel a little more comfortable. I'm still nervous. Um, and that's just me by nature, right? Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I believe the Lord's given me that gift, but we like share funny stories or we share a story that's 20 minutes long before we get into the meat of something. And it's like, it's not all bad, but it's like now the model then is for everybody to teach and preach that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've realized that more over the years if I've done this and come to my skin, there's times I just get up there and I'm just going to read the passage of scripture yeah. and I'm just going to, I'm just going to go after what God's put in my heart. I don't need yeah. it to have three points. I don't need it to have cleaned up, polished, study title yeah like yeah even that like study find yourself approved handle the scriptures well know what you're talking about but go in under the empowerment of the spirit mm-hmm. right david didn't need the armor he needed a, he, need, he needed a slingshot mm-hmm. still powerful yeah yet looks very different yeah. on the battlefield and, and i think that is something to be said i feel the word on that like be comfortable with what god's put in your hands yeah and use it to the best of the ability. It might not get the accolades of others. It might not blow up. It, who cares? Just like pastor that's preaching his heart out every Sunday to his congregation and prepping. Do it unto God and do it the way God's told and given you the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, we played sports, but like um, that's a funny segue. We played sports, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I was not a gifted. I would never in a million years. No matter if I'm, I'm on the soccer team, I would never put. My, my hands in gloves and become a goalie. Yeah. I would have killed myself mm-hmm. and probably hurt the team. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what happens in the church. We try to put ourselves in positions that God did not call us to do yeah. or God did not tell us to jump into mm-hmm. because we think they're better. We think they're higher. We mm-hmm. think we've arrived. It's a, maybe it's a power grab, which is just dumb. And we put ourselves in positions and we find ourselves like, why am I, why am I, why is it not working? Why is this not happening? Yeah. And that goes back to like, you've got to know what God's called you to be. If God's called you to be hospitable, just be hospitable. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, right. It's that, it's that passage in Romans, Romans 12, where it's like, if he's called you to teach, teach well. Mm-hmm. If he's called you to give an encur- be an encourager, be the best encourager in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Walk into every environment, encourage. Don't feel like you got to encourage. Plus give a five point sermon when you walk. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, it does. And I think too, like for the leaders and the pastors, like even if they know that their call, what their calling is and their calling is to be a pastor, I still think there's an element, like you said, of not trying to preach a certain way or again, listening to listening to what God's saying to you. Like how many times have you come to a message and we've had slides made and a, and a title slide and the uh, verses yeah, all ready to go. And then you're like, so in the, in the worship time, I have a different word on word that came to me from, from the Holy spirit. And so like, I'm going to step into that versus trying to force to go to say this message and granted it wouldn't have been forced. You prepped for it. But yeah. like, if he's downloading something else to with you, even in that called position, it's still leaning into what he is saying for that moment. 100%. It, and, and let me say that like, if some of you are listening, you're like, wow, I have the freedom to like do that. Yes. But it takes a lot of courage and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of um, breaking off of like the fear of man, because there, I remember the very first time it was funny, Pastor David uh, Stevens, who's we've mentioned on here, he'll be on here. I remember he told me a story about how he went to go preach at his church and he was walking up the stairs to the stage and the Lord said, you have to preach a whole different message. Like it wasn't even in worship time. Yeah. And I laughed with them. I was like, dude, that's so nuts. I can never imagine doing that. And then it was like weeks later, the Lord was like, I was in worship. He said, throw the message aside, put it aside. It's a good one. I've given it to you. It'll be for another season. I want you to preach this. And I walked up in front of the church, you know, 250, 250 people. You kind of just stand there. I hate public speaking already. So now I have no notes, no prep. 
But the Lord said, I want to teach you how to be mm-hmm. comfortable in what I put inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it really was one of those powerful, you know, you get done, you're, you're like, what just happened? But countless t- testimonies out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing like, okay, I have to trust him mm-hmm. in what he's put inside of me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to preach. Like, like someone, someone told me one time, they're like, they're like, you're a passionate um, guy on the microphone. And they're like, like, do you ever think about like calming down? And like, yeah, you're laughing. And I and I remember feeling kind of like, I don't want to say attacked. That's not the right word. But yeah. I felt like very much condemned, like mm-hmm. insecure, like, oh, well, maybe I should stand up there. Or try to sit. The amount of times he tries to sit is hilarious, y'all. <laughs> and like gently talk and like gently. And I, the Lord's given me grace to do that. But I remember fast forward like a year later because that sat in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be in the message preaching and that thought would come ahead. So I'd calm down and then I'd feel like totally. I remember the Lord said, who told you to do that? Mm-hmm. Like I've given you the passion. I've given you the burning desire. I've given you the ability to preach, to evangelize, to teach, to lead in that way. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. about mm-hmm. you. Just, just walk in the calling and the gifting I've given you. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, that keeps you from say burning out that keeps you from getting down a trail that you shouldn't be going down that gets you off of like trying to fit into the weird sub Christian culture that we're all trying to look the same and be the same. It's like, God doesn't need us to all be the same minions, mm-hmm. right? He wants us to be distinct and and, and different mm-hmm. and a part of the body. That's what makes the body so beautiful. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different. And so as pastors, as leaders, as, as followers of Jesus, like, don't fall prey to the comparison trap. Don't fall prey to, um, that I got to look this way in order to make it happen. I, I, I wish we'd all just like be, be, be okay with like, you know what, like, this is who I am. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have to apologize about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to make, um, make myself look differently to fit in. There's a guy, I won't mention his name, um, but he's a hero of mine from a distance. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've not met him, uh, but I've, I've watched a lot of his stuff. And, and, and he has a, he kind of has his own little look, like he, he dresses in a distinct way. And, and I remember one day saying like, man, Lord, like this looks like it's like an old, like a, a, a way of dressing that seems very old or yeah. older. Like I remember my dad and these guys used to like worship. boomer style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Lord said, why do you care? He's super comfortable in what he he's he's appearance, right? Just mm-hmm. this is just strictly appearance. This isn't anything spiritual. He's like, would you be that comfortable just to be you mm-hmm. without having to be like, I gotta get this outfit or this phrasing or this type of style or this coaching? If you need to get coaching on how to preach and teach, do it. Yeah, do it. But just, I believe you can get coached up in the presence, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll set you on fire. It was ordinary men and women. Mm-hmm. in the Bible mm-hmm. filled with power that changed the world. Yeah. And I think we forget that Yeah, for the sake of the brand, for the sake of making it bigger and big, mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah. But just try to do something and said, man, this is who I am. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to spur people on in faith. When I got to teach, I'll teach. When I got to evangelize, I'll evangelize. But like, this is who I am as, as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with just my slingshot in the bag. I yeah. don't need the armor of, of someone else. Yeah. And I I think that like wraps up into like what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks too. Like it's exhausting. Like it's exhausting to try to fit in. It's exhausting exhausting to try to 
feel these things and it's in no way like you leave. It's like, I'm sure we've all done this, like gone to dinner or coffee with someone that like we were putting on a front the whole time and you leave and you're exhausted versus the people that you are comfortable with that you leave and you feel like rejuvenated, you feel refreshed. And so it's this thing of like, you do have more, you're more exhausted. There's burnout when you're trying to fit all these things. And it's easy then too, to get in the like 1% of lies. Cause there's or like the lies that sleep in, cause there's always 1% of truth to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's that little bit of insecurity. And so it like starts tacking yeah. away at it. So like, yeah. whether it's your energy or from like trying to be a different person or your energy of constantly having to put down all these lies, like it just, either way it's exhausting and you're yeah. not going to be able to sustain that. Totally. And usually end up hurting people by, you know, in the process, but like, even for yourself, it just is a matter of like staying, you said this too, of like careers movie, but calling keeps you and it's going to yeah. keep you where you're at. Like 100%. whether it's a church go, if you're trying to fit in a certain space, you're probably going to like bounce around or do something. Cause you never yeah, feel like you fit in because yeah. you're never finding the people that yeah. actually see you. Yeah. You said something so funny. I, I, I want to encourage um, leaders, pastors, um, you know, even in like counseling moments or just sitting mm-hmm. at the coffee shop or whatever it might look like for you in your context with people that are coming to meet with you and talk with you. I used to have this weird thing early on. I was young, right? That I had to be like the man and prim and proper and like have no issues and have nothing wrong or like, how's things go- going good, man? We're super strong in the Lord, right? I, 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 like that was a response, like doing great. God's, we're crushing it. Like God's good. Cause that's what you heard. Yeah. Right. No one was real. And it was like, I'm at the place now where I'm comfortable with walking in. Now there's a diff, like I'm called to a level of being, you know, a priest and like leader that like, I gotta be careful with this, but like, there is a point of me that like I show up to meet with people and I don't need to be who they desire mm-hmm. me to be. Mm-hmm. I need to be who God's called me to be in that moment for those yeah. people. Yeah. I don't need to try to put a show on for people to receive my counsel. Yeah. If people don't want to receive the counsel, that's on them. Mm-hmm. I just would say what God's telling me in my spirit through through the Holy Spirit. I'll, I'll, I'll engage with people the way that I know how to engage with people. I, I, I said recently, this was like a year ago, that I felt like I was a really bad um, coach. Like, and, and the Lord was, I remember the Lord saying to me, this was just recently, like, uh, no, you, I've called you to be a coach. Just don't coach the way that you think you need mm-hmm. to coach. Mm-hmm. Do it the way I've put it in you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will confirm your calling. Mm-hmm. People will confirm what's in you. You know, I, I, my guy, Will Morris said to me, Jay, like you have an ability to spur leaders on. Mm-hmm. So like, don't shrink back from that. Don't be afraid to just get in the room and tell guys, mm-hmm. and tell people how it is and what, what they can do to keep going in the faith. Like I, I, I can't give that up. Mm-hmm. I used to think I needed to. So I put on a different armor and Mm -hmm. weigh me down and be exhausting. Like you said, and it's just like, man, just know who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're calm, cool, collected guy or or woman, you know, and that's your ability to love people and counsel people do that, Mm -hmm. do it. Don't be this, like, I got to have all this fire and Mm -hmm. passion. Like, no, be calm, cool, collected. Yeah. We need those people. Yeah. I think it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, be, be who you are, but be who, you're made in this new life in like this new, your new birth. And I, I heard something recently professionally, but I think it still applies. It's like, what are you best at? It doesn't mean that it's easiest, but what are you best at? And I think that too is like where you can actually open up to 
to your gifts, your callings, and not necessarily everyone around, like what everyone's telling you that you are. So it's like, listen to yourself, listen to God, listen to what he's telling you and trust that. And by doing all that, you'll not, I'm sure it, it takes time too, but naturally by that, you'll become more comfortable in your own skin. Totally. And to close, um, I think that's spot on. I think the close is that um, David then walks out mm. with no armor, with nothing flashing, no standard of what others would have thought he needed to put on, and he takes down the giant. I think if we could see a, a generation of leaders, pastors, followers of Jesus step into who they are in Christ, know their identity, their royal identity, their kingdom identity, know their gifting, talent, not trying to do things that they're not called to do. And that's from every, that could be in your job, in your workplace, trying to design, create, develop, whatever. But doing what God's called you to do and being comfortable with it, even when it's hard, even when it's not glamorous, even when it's like super frustrating, just staying in it, we will start to see giants start mm -hmm. to take down. I'm sounding real preachy, but it's the reality. Like you start to see the kingdom of God unfold when you work in the way in which the kingdom of God's called to work. Yeah. So be comfortable be comfortable leaders. Like if you don't have people around you telling who, telling you who you are, the real you like pray, mm. ask the Lord to bring people around you. Like, um, being find find some people that will encourage you with what's been put in you mm -hmm. and, uh, it'll keep you going. It'll yeah. keep you spurred up. Yeah. So we pray that over y'all for the next couple of weeks. Um, and to just be open to that, but that's it for us today. Y'all thanks for listening. And we will talk to y'all next time on our conversation. Yes. Yeah.